The Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. And hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700 The Champ. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. at G-Migs in West Des Moines. 1700, of course, from 6 to 7 o'clock tonight. And around the world at thehawkeyehuddle.com. Miss any portion of today's broadcast because you may be driving home right now and you're going to say to yourself, oh, I need to get out of the car now. I got to go in and get a little dinner. But I want to know what these guys think the rest of the evening. It'll be up on the podcast tomorrow at thehawkeyehuddle.com. So I was thinking today that maybe what I would do is I would come in here and I would try to ignore everything that happened over the weekend and try to, I would try to be like blatantly, ignorantly positive. Like, I'd say probably a quarter of the Hawkeye fan base is who wants to go, oh, gosh, oh, golly, oh, gee, everything's – hey, listen, it's, they're just – they're just it, – this, this, and it's okay. And this, uh, well, which, what are you talking about, the football or the basketball team? All, all of it. Because we can talk about wrestling. All, all, we, we, we can talk about Caitlin Clark. And then I decided that nobody would – that there are actually people out there, number one, who would not get it. Number two, I couldn't pull it off. No. <laughs> and number three – that's not what people listen to this show for. So it would only be fun for about five minutes, and then it would get stupid. So That's I right. said not to do that. Just so everyone knows, we do have some positivity before the end of this uh, first. Uh... We, we do. David's got something all prepared for you. He's been practicing all day. I'm going to let him handle it. Hey, we could do all Caitlin Clark nope. radio all day. No? I, hey, listen, I will just tell you there's this. There's a shining beacon of light in the darkness is that that are uh, from from West Des Moines, Dowling. I'm going to tell you this. I think I've watched her play five or six, no, probably more than that, maybe ten basketball games. When she was a freshman, she was the best player in the court. When she's a senior, she's the best player in the court. I don't know what she is in terms of national rankings. But, Number four but, for ESPN, the highest rated basketball recruit in the history of the University of Iowa. Well, is she the highest rated in Iowa? Remember the gal who went to Tennessee? Yeah. From uh, Waterloo? Well, no, no. Um, Waterloo. Oh, Tennessee. I'm not sure which. I was thinking Kia Stokes from Lindmore. Yeah, obviously. right. And she, she went, went to UConn. UConn. Anyway, um, but, but it, nevertheless. This was, this was uh, it, it, for, according to a lot of people, this was Notre Dame's player to get, right? Obviously going to the Catholic school here in, in Des Moines. Notre Dame, as good as they were, knocking Iowa out easily last year in the round of eight, the Elite Eight. But you know what? Lisa Bluter's program is a program, and it's one where you can count on them to be good every year. They they develop players. Players obviously uh, get to play in the NCAA tournament consistently. They're playing for Big Ten championships consistently. So it shouldn't be a surprise. She's. It's not like she's picking a team that is nowhere near that kind of a level. They were in the Elite Eight, for heaven's sakes, last year and won the Big Ten Championship. They are a program, so it's great. She picks the Hawks today, which, as I have noted, is really, I mean, after what has been a fairly tough weekend in a number of different ways, and after last yesterday's probably one of the, one of the darkest November basketball days I can ever remember for Iowa basketball, it's a good thing to see something good happen today. I can't recall a worse basketball game in November. I can recall worse basketball games that happened in, what would I, what would I call that, in March? Yes. Uh, Big Ten against tournament. Against better teams, right? Where, where well, you or, go against right. Northwestern or somebody and get blown, or Illinois and get blown out in the first round of the Big Ten tournament. Um, I can remember some uh, really bad games where the Hawks just didn't show up. And unfortunately, last night, they didn't show up. 
And that game, the closest it was was 0-0. And uh, Iowa never led, never got back within. Iowa just uh, rated number 20 in the latest college football playoff. Only dropped a couple of spots after, yeah. Well, they've lost three games by 14 points. But I'll finish the basketball thought here first. That team right now is lacking direction. It's lacking leadership. And it's lacking enthusiasm. (laughs) One other thing it's lacking. One other big thing it's lacking. But you're right about those things, right? Clear. So I mean, if Jordan Bohannon comes out and is your starting point guard, that doesn't happen. Probably not. And I, you're, you make you make a very interesting point because I thought it was thirteen to nothing. Okay? Right. Then it was sixteen to two, and then it was nineteen to two. And at no point in time during that point in time did anybody do anything to make me think they were going to. St- Stop the run, right? At one point, I there think was, I counted no. four straight times down the court where Iowa turned the ball over. And then you go down to the other end, and they're just watching guys shoot, right? I mean, it, 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 it's – and I think you're right. There was an enthusiasm or a leadership issue on the floor last night in terms of there was nobody to go get a bucket when they needed it. And even when they started to have a little inkling, they got they got, they got a dunk to pull themselves within a uh, what be 12 and a three-point play. And it was waved off because it was on the floor at the free throw line, and Garza didn't get the dunk. And that that was literally the last time Iowa was in within 14 points in the game. I, I think there is there was clearly a, a sort of an odd um, sort of when DePaul got ahead. Usually, the team will make a little comeback. Some guys will rally. But they the couldn't troops. stop. You give up 53 points in the first half. You're down 23 at halftime. 63 percent. You end up losing by 15. What I'm saying they're missing is speed, man. Well, there's they no are question. So, well, they, so 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 slow. They have speed. In his name is or his number is one, and Joe Trusant has got to be your starting point guard, regardless of of whatever downside he brings. Because when Connor's dribbling the air out of the basketball. That isn't helping your offense flow. That isn't helping anything go. And you need Joe on there to push it. Yes. To put yes. And he's going to make mistakes. Yes. But let him make mistakes because, trust me, it's a lot more fun to watch a guy go fast and make mistakes and try and make something good happen as opposed to nobody try to make anything bad happen and then all of a sudden – it's nineteen to two at home hey, this in your second in, game of the season. He can finish at the rim. Then you, I mean, he there were, almost every shot he made was contested at the rim. But it's different than most of the time when an Iowa player, particularly Connor McCaffrey, goes driving into the into the hoop. You're fifty fifty. Admit it. Every time he goes to the hoop, you think to yourself, "I wonder if he's going to get it blocked." You do, there is there's almost never a time where you think that he's going to be able to do that. And and Joe Toussaint finishes, and I, I would agree. I, at this point in time, even though it's only, we're two games in, but the way that performance went down, the way things happened last night, you have to think about that. And you also have to think about Cordell Pemsel, who is not necessarily a big answer, but he's certainly an answer over what was going on out there as well. Well, was, well let I'll, me ask you this. Creener gets 11 points in the first half. Like and six, then he goes to the bench and doesn't boards. play. What did he play? Two two minutes in the second half. I don't half? know. This is. I'm sorry. We're already on this, but Fran. I, I mean, I want to give it. Uh, okay. Ah! Yeah. Okay. Okay. It, it, you, I'm, you, I'm you just, made your point. My, okay, but we, here's the part we have to we have to remember from the ledge. It's the second game of a season. There's 30 more to go. Now, if they continue to play like this, then Nash and Teeth can start. 
But this is not a good harbinger for what you would think might be potentially a bubble team. It's not anything, if I'm Jordan Bohannon, Bohannon, that I want to continue to play with um, this year. And, you know, good Lord, how many more skinny kids can Fran recruit? Patrick is a stick. Joe Wieskamp, who might be your best player, is a stick. (laughs) Nunji was a stick, and now he's a stiff. I mean, he scored two points in two games, and he's probably played 30 minutes in those two games. I mean, where is he getting any action? Well, need Yeah, right. (laughs) I'm not talking about down in the ped mall. I'm just saying this. That basketball team needs That's a shake-up. It needs, it needs a shake-up, and it needs a shake-up in the starting lineup well, and so, so that you can start. Even absolutely. the other night against uh, SIUE, they started horribly. They did. They won it 87-60, to 60, but it was a very slow beat-down da- beat and they methodical. And I thought, well, there was nothing impressive about that, but it wasn't bad. But I'll tell you what. You, 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 hit, on the, you hit on the thing that just drives me out of my mind about Fran. And it, it, I'm sorry that it's happening already this year. But they played a good team. And they, it was, by the way, their second-worst November home loss ever. Campbell, a couple of years ago. Cam- was that the Campbells? Yeah, the Campbell Campbells came in and beat them by one more point a couple of years ago. 77-61. Yeah, yes. But I remember when the Hawks lost a game in the old Hawkeye tournament to, like, Arkansas State. That was the first loss ever to any in the Hawkeye tournament ever in the first, and they lost was, in the first round. Was by that four who points. it was? I think it was Arkansas or State. Central Arkansas, something, or something like that. Yeah, and they they had won every other every other tournament game. And it, but you make a great here it is the rotations. Fran has no damn clue what he's doing with his rotations. He has no strategy for it. He has no idea who's on the court and playing well and who's not. And it, it's it's year after all right, year all right, after year. So right. why is Ryan Creener after he scores eleven points and he's the only guy that can score in the first half, the only guy who plays inside? Are we gonna, at all? Okay, we got it. Right. Everybody else watch a game. And you we, want to we sing? Have... This is what you want to do. You wanted to go so, in the direction. So, so let, so we let talk me talk football. No, let's talk football first. In I don't have. To I'm gonna do have it. a bite of popcorn. I don't have to do this in the first in the first segment. I mean, I can't. Okay. You, you want us to change this up? You guys want some positivity out there? Now, positively, we can talk about uh, the field hockey team. They do they win? They're in the. They're, um, yes, they won the Big Ten championship. Yes, I was actually watching that. I got enthralled at with Penn it. State. I was watching it. I got enthralled by it, and I was like, "What am I doing? I'm watching field hockey. I need to go back and watch football." It was on Sunday, and they they won one to nothing in overtime. Thirty sec, twenty three seconds in. Maddie Murphy with a with a goal. They win at Penn State. They're the Big Ten champions. By the way, the first time ever for them, as in their twenty, this is their twenty fourth NCAA appearance, but it's the first time they were ever regular season and tournament champions in the same year. Is that right? Um, they're fifteen four and one, and they play. I believe. What did I read? It's going to be. It's a tough one. Oh, they got Duke. So they lost. Duke well, is one of their losses earlier, and it certainly Duke certainly is Duke. Duke is Duke. Right. And, you know, I mean, they're on TV more than uh, Leave It to Beaver. Be, right. It's a uh, uh, let's see. Then it'll either be Stanford or Miami, Ohio. They're in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, to play Duke. So how, on, how uh, many Friday. how many field hockey teams make the national tournament? I'm not entirely saying. So there you go. I believe it's 48. Really? And we got Duke in the first maybe round. 32. Duke was rated. Maybe it's 30. It might be 32 because Duke was rated. Uh, Duke was rated number two when they lost to him earlier this year. Duke is currently. I don't have their. Wow! Thing. Come on, we're killing people with field hockey. But. 
that hey, good for them and the women's soccer team for only the second time ever in the NCAA tournament as well. They'll play Kansas in Kansas uh, on Saturday as well. But good for them at fifteen four and one. They had a really good year, uh, bowed out early in the Big Ten tournament, but they're in this week. And that's a nice uh, accomplishment for them. So two good things on the women's side, plus the women's basketball plus team Clark. and Caitlin Clark. Women's basketball, by the way, uh, they've got UNI on uh, Sunday and uh, North uh, somebody. <laughs> can't read my own writing. Uh, they play Thursday night at 630 at Carver Hawkeye Arena. Uh, somebody directional school that they'll beat. But in, in so three great things on the women's side. The men's side, you had the basketball beat down last night. And the football team lost 24-22 to the other day. And on Saturday, and it was a game that was not that close. Um, but it was. But it wasn't. But it was. This goes back to you and me when we used to coach baseball, and a kid would come back and say that wasn't a strike. And go, well, what's it say in the book? There's K there. Well, yeah. It, right. It, so so yeah. last night I'm watching uh, Seattle and uh, San Francisco Monday Night Football. What a good what a, what a Seattle's game. Seattle's got 20, 21 points and maybe 108 yards of offense. Was it close? Oh, they won. <laughs> I understand they won. They won in overtime, and San Francisco came back and did all that. My point is this, is that you still have to score definitively in order to make it not close. In Wisconsin, this is what I believe that I approved and what I think most everyone would say about Wisconsin. They have as much trouble scoring as Iowa does. At, at, the only way they scored was was – they they were they matriculated the ball down the field. Well, you know, and, but, you know, and, and then the, they toss the, our guys the, to the ground. The, you know, the, the, the Phil Parker uh, method is uh, make a team go 12 plays, they can't do it. And Wisconsin signs up and goes, okay, we'll be here next the, week to do that for at, against They're you. the only team in the Big Ten. So Minnesota's the other team. I was watching the other day, and I noticed, you know why Penn State lost that game? Minnesota's pretty good, by the way. We'll talk about that. They but are they, good. But you know why Penn State lost? Penn State moved the ball up and down the field at will on Saturday. But every time they got to the 30-yard line, they decided we're going to go for the end zone on the next play. They threw three interceptions doing that. It was ridiculous. They, they couldn't go 12 plays. They had to try to get it done in eight. And Minnesota said, thank you very much. We're just going to back off and let that happen. Iowa can't do that against Wisconsin. Wisconsin and Minnesota are two teams that, that play like that. And unfortunately, it doesn't help out. All right. You're gonna you're gonna sing for us when we come back, right? No, Sammy? maybe maybe as we come out after we got Tom coming back. All right, we'll be back on the Hawkeye Huddle on seventeen hundred the champ. Back to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on seventeen hundred the champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. And we are back here, seventeen hundred the champ. We are real sports fans as well. <laughs> Well, that's why we, we, we pay to go to the games. I mean, we don't we do not do any of the media stuff. We leave that up to the professionals. Like Tom, more, like hired, Tom Caker. Like Tom Caker. See, I was leading into that. That's where I was going with that. Tom Caker's on the line with us now from HawkeyeReport.com. And uh, he does attend uh, a lot of the media uh, events as well, including he's, this today. He's uh, professional yes. media. He is. He gets a little pass and everything. We, we and are he, not. And he's quiet. I, I understand it. You have to be kind of quiet in the press box and all that. Uh Tom, did you go to the basketball game last night? Yeah, of course. And how did how how did the media talk about that to each other? Not not naming names. Really don't name me. You don't need to name names. But seriously, amongst each other, what were you what were you guys saying? Well, I, I couldn't hear the question clearly. Oh, okay. 
I was just saying, amongst the media members, the discussion yep. last night, during or maybe right after the game, without really outing anybody, what was the discussion about how that went down? Um, well, it was, it was weird. It just was. It was like, um, you know, I even made the comment, it, at times it looked like one of those, and you know, if you've been to AAU games, you know what it's like, but there's sometimes in the, like, pool play, you'll get a, a team that just is totally mismatched against another team, and it's just like a, uh, you know, boat racing them, just just smoking them, and they can't even get the ball up the court, and they're turned, it, turned over, and the other team's in the layup line and hitting threes and, and doing everything. And that's what it felt like to me in that first, you know, six, seven minutes of the game. It's just those games where you're just totally overmatched. And um, and that's kind of just the discussion that, that I have with people. Um, you know, I only want to speak for myself. It was just, it was it was uncomfortable to watch, I, I think would maybe be great the right way to word. put it. Yeah, no, Tom, it was uncomfortable to watch on my couch. I'm sure mm-hmm. it was uncomfortable to watch from your uh, your spot in, in media row. But I can tell you this. The Hawkeye guards last night were no match for DePaul's. And it's not like DePaul is in the top ten or anything like that. And if that's a harbinger of what we're going to see all season, it, we're going to have a long winter. However, that being said, I don't think there's any question that Joe Toussaint provides you the kind of speed, quickness, athleticism, and those kinds of things that you need in order to compete with those kinds of guards. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, he, he played well. He's had some nervous moments uh, out there, uh, especially when he comes in the game. Um, but, you know, he's, he's done well. Um, I, you know, I don't think that that's a very representative effort of what we're going to see from Iowa. Um, I just, you know, a friend of mine said today, you have to remember DePaul had played, uh, that was their fourth game, so they've got some games under their belt. In Iowa, that was just their, you know, really their second game that they've they've played. I mean, they played an exhibition game, but, um, you know, and they hadn't face um, a quality opponent, and I, I think there's a little reality check that, that comes with that sometimes, and sometimes you're ready for it, and sometimes you're not. Um, and this team was just not ready for that, and I think sometimes we, we do forget that um, Iowa is a very, very different basketball team right now than it was last year and the roles on the team were very different than last year and if you were doing a scouting report on Iowa last year um, you know four or three of your top four players that you probably put a scout report together on on Iowa are Boss gone Cook. Jordan you know or or not play, or not playing up not right you know Jordan Bohannon is going to be in your top three on a scouting report for Iowa last year. He's not Jordan Bohannon right now. Um, Tyler Cook's gone. Isaiah Moss would be, you know, in your top four or five on your scout report, and he's gone. 
So that elevates Joey's camp, Luca Garza, into um, a different, uh, you know, really, if you Bear was probably sixth on the scout report for opposing teams, and he's gone. So, and you've got freshmen, you've got guys who sat out last year um, into that rotation. So it's just, it's going to take some time. I'm not making excuses for Iowa at all. I, it was concerning for sure. Um, kind of worst case scenario. Uh, that what what people might have feared could happen did happen, uh, but I don't think it's what's going to happen the rest of the year. Well, we can certainly hope not, Tom. I, I'm not sure I <clears throat> completely bought into the it was only our second game, but I I, I get what you're where you're going with that. that I think, and we want to hop to football, but I I think the one thing that that. Jumped, there's two things that jumped out at me. First of all, I still don't think Fran has any idea what he's doing with his rotations when he's taking the guys out of the game who are playing well, which was maybe one of them, Creener. He kept, he, he, but the other part is I was disappointed that Wieskamp and Garza, who I do think are, are really good ball players and contribute, can can put the team on their back and, and take them places, they couldn't find an answer with them. Well, they can't that do that without part. the ball. Well, maybe that's the case. Maybe they were getting bumped around a little bit and they got frustrated, but that was where I... I those two guys have to step up, or it will be a long winter no matter how we slice it. Those two guys have to step up. Let's jump to football, Tom, because I, 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 we, we really haven't talked much football. in, in uh, The basketball thing has pulled us off of Flummoxed. that. It did. Um, <clears throat> but the Hawks, you know, another tough loss the other day. And I had a discussion with somebody this morning, one of my coworkers, and he said, you know, we all thought they'd be 6-3 and three at this point. Right. So why are we all so frustrated? Because they've lost three games by 14 points. And it seems like there's talent there to win more than that. Or all of the things that we see that are wrong with the coaching and all the things that, that, are, that we feel wow. are wrong with it, we are, feel that are wrong with the coaching, that everybody talks about on your message boards, Tom, and that are, it's... It all seems to be what pops up when you lose all these close games. And even I, I mean, as much as I want to break this down, this, there, there is room to analyze right now the few things that go wrong in a game when you lose all these close games. Yeah, there is. But let's also go back to the fact that they have, they have lost three games where they were favored to lose three games. And... Uh, you know, the, the, they were they were the underdogs in all three of those games, and that's how they played out. And two of them, you're at Michigan and you're at Wisconsin. You don't expect to win those games, correct? Right. Not 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 many teams are going to go into Michigan and Wisconsin the same season and win a game. That's fair. Yeah, I mean that's completely fair. Now, is it one of those things where, yeah, I understand the result, but I didn't like the process kind of thing? Maybe that's it. And that they had opportunities, and um, but I think that speaks to the fact that Iowa is a good football team uh, that had an opportunity to win those games. But it's it's hard to win in those places. And Penn State just you know Iowa had every opportunity. They 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 won the stat sheet in that game with more yards and everything. They won the box score, but they didn't win the game. They just um, you know couldn't make the plays that they needed to. Uh, to win, I think it's probably part of the frustration is just um, that they've had so many drives that just, you know, I I, I think this I, I'm going to have to tally it up. But drives that get to the 40 and die around the 20 
this year have just been uh, in an ordinary amount, and that's why Keith Duncan set a, a record for the most field goals because they've just not been able to um, get those drives into the end zone. That perfect example, the, the Wisconsin fumble early in the game where uh, Epines gets a strip sack and uh, Iowa has about 16 and they can't punch it in the end zone. They have to settle for a field goal. And I, I think a touchdown there is a big deal. Um, they well, they lost by two. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, well, I just think from a momentum standpoint early in the game, you kind of make a statement if you get a strip sack and a, a turnover and then punch it in. I think that's just that's delivering kind of a, an early shot in the fight. You know what I mean? No question. And it's it's not just a he cut him. He cut him and knocked him down if you get the touchdown. Right. Well, they go and they go. The other thing, you know, they're one of nine on third down. The only conversion was for the touchdown in at the end at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Other than that, they haven't made it. They haven't they haven't converted on a third down since the third quarter of two thousand and fifteen. Up there, that's what the are you talking about? At, oh, at, games at, at Wisconsin. At Wisconsin. So this is. Well, we still haven't had a two point conversion since so twenty fifteen. We went two full games at Wisconsin quarters without converting it. So there's some things that are tough, right? I mean, and you're Wisconsin's right. a good football team. I mean, in, in, yeah. in order to beat them, you have to beat them. You can't just expect them to lay down and go because I was here. Okay, we're not going to play very good. You have to beat them, and and you have to tackle. And well, uh, I love Jack Kerner. He played basketball with our boys, Tom. He's just not big enough to yeah. get Jonathan Taylor. And they didn't tackle well the other day at all. Yeah, it, it's um, it, you know I. The other thing, and fans are very narrow focused, and that's fine, and, and dandy, and that's just the nature of fandom. But, you know, it's like, uh, you know, uh, my, my friend Pat Anger always says, the other team has good players too. Right. You know, and they want to win just as bad as we do. And so t- you, you can't, you have to think of it more globally than just, well, how come our guy, our guys should win? And it's the other team's thinking that too, right? You know? It's a it's the micromanagement of what your team's doing without regard for anything else that's going on in the football field. So let the me ask you don't this: Want to hear that? Well, of course not, of course not. So, Tom, here's the question: We got nine and zero Minnesota coming in, and this is the trap that has been set and laid by Iowa in years past: Michigan, Penn State, Ohio State. Those are the three that come to the top of my head where you got teams where Iowa is now out of the division race. I think it's after October 30th, out of the division race since 2010. They've like had six teams come in, and they've beaten five out of the six that were in the top ten. So is that what we see again on Saturday? Um, maybe. I mean, it is a, it is a definite uh, trap spot for Minnesota. You're going on the road. You just picked up the biggest win of the PJ Fleck era. You're riding high. You're, you know, I just saw the playoff rankings. Minnesota's eighth in the new playoff rankings. They jumped nine spots. I mean, they're nine. They're the toast of college football this week. Maybe you know, it it, it is kind of a trappy spot. But here's the other thing. I think back to is is Minnesota Iowa 2015 Northwestern last year. Right, where they're just on this magic carpet ride that that you know 
the the the, the football guy that, that gets the Indian, year. that well, gets to Indianapolis and then gets beat by Ohio State forty two to ten. Right, but 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 I think it's an interesting point because when you watched Minnesota earlier in the year, you started thinking, is this what everybody said was going to be? This team that was a surprise team in the Big Ten. They didn't look, they, they won, they looked horrible. but they looked bad. They looked slow. And they South looked Dakota adult. State should have beat them. Right. But when you watch them the other, on Saturday, yeah, this last that. Saturday, they looked really good on both sides of the football and in, in, in all areas of the game. Because confidence, confidence, and when you get on a roll, it's just like 2015. You're right. It's just like 2015. So, yeah. so Tom, so you, you, go ahead, you buddy. think about that. I mean, you remember last year, Northwestern came in and clinched the Big Ten West in Iowa City. Yep, and and they weren't they they had nothing in the non conference, but boy, they were nails once they hit the Big Ten. I West. think they lost to Akron, something like that. Yeah, which is the greatest bet against right now in the history of college football. Okay, so we got two minutes. So we, we got need, one. We got one. Tom, you're real quick. You're, you, 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 how do you feel about the Hawks on Saturday then? Um. I am probably I, I you know I have not really given it a whole lot of thought yet. I'm probably going to pick Iowa because that's what I picked earlier in the year. But I am I am kind of thinking about flipping to Minnesota because I just think there's something magical going on up in Gopher Land, and uh, you know I, I I'm going to have to after the game if Minnesota wins, I'm going to have to go up and apologize to PJ Fleck for telling. For saying he was uh, uh, Tim Brewster on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That well said. Well right. said, Tom. Hey, thanks, Tom. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll wait for your final analysis on Friday and um, on we'll Hawkeye Report on Hawkeye on HawkeyeReport.com. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. Thanks, guys. Um, even a blind squirrel or a blind gopher, a blind gopher finds an acorn once in a while. They're both rodents, right? Squirrel or rodent? That's right. Come back for the third segment. We're going to start this off with a bang. I guess. We'll be back no, no. It's going to be a bang. You're listening to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Rich on 1700. The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Do we thank our sponsors? I mean, no, but G- it's about time we're, that you do. We're at G-Migs, and of course we want to thank them for uh, hosting us each week here. Steak night, George is cooking. All the way through the basketball season. Get your steak medium rare. <laughs> and uh, we'll call it all the way through the winter sports season. Wrestling's starting up, by the way. The, the uh, Oh my gosh, together. I had the yeah. entire wrestling thing. I printed it out left it at home. You did? No, at the office, they actually. The, so they, they, they bagged the whole Iowa duels thing where they wrestled like three small colleges in one day. And what do you mean they bagged it? It's not there anymore. They don't do it anymore. They just did wrestle-offs last week, and that was it. They uh, take on UT Ch- Chattanooga Sunday. So did you thank all our sponsors? Because we're drinking this Foundry Corn Whiskey, which is spectacular. Yeah. It yeah. is. Um, you need to get down to the Foundry and check this out. We'll get the Foundry last call here. Uh, in about 10, 12 minutes. Uh, this is uh, fire, and it's spectacular. It'll warm you up on a cold winter's night. warm you up on a cold winter's night. And, of course, Kozlowski Law, with whom we nearly needed the law the other day, but that's all right. We made it through, and Which it was great to celebrate Big Cause's Happy birthday. Happy birthday to Big Cause. I saw him Saturday on his birthday and, oh boy. and enjoyed a, enjoyed a frosty I'm going to go ahead and tell you that the big man has a hollow leg. <laughs> He was enjoying himself this weekend. You know, I, I find myself to be uh, an adequate professional when it comes to these sorts of things. <laughs> but 
I tell you, he's he's yeah. a man's man when it comes to it. Yeah, that's that's so that's so good. Brett. We've been we've been lamenting. I got to turn the volume down for this. Yes, go ahead. We've been lamenting <laughs> this uh, the fact that the Hawks have been struggling, but we got a big game with Minnesota this week. And my friend Mocha Truck, Mocha, on, Mocha Truck on Twitter, has has presented this to us, and I think it's something that we all need to pay pay heed to. So in the tune to the Edmund Fitzgerald, Christine, how does it, how does Edmund Fitzgerald? One must listen to this. The legend lives on from North Michigan on down to the landling south called Columbus. Old Kinnick is said never gives up. It's dead when the <laughs> skies of November turn gloomy. There's a hefty bronze boar. It weighs 98 pounds more than the gopher prize case, which is empty. The Hawkeyes play true when an upset is due. And the gales of November come early. The boar was the pride of the Iowa side since they can't seem to win in Wisconsin. <laughs> As the big trophies go, it was bigger than most, and the Hawkeyes do claim him each season. Nice. Concluding some terms with those Steel State Pen dudes, come the Gophers in search of the Rosedale. By Saturday night, when the last gun is fired, comes a flak randicking. <laughs> Comes a flak wrecking when we herald. That's the Mocha truck, and that was spectacular. And, and, and the people here at G-Mix actually did get quiet and start listening. They to did. Sing. That's a, that's about the best I've ever heard in your singing voice, too. Nicely. I'll let you read it. Nicely done. And if anybody wants a copy of that, uh, at Hawkeye Huddle, you can. Uh, he'll tweet it out. Our regulars are going. Yes. Uh, WTF? Like, what, what was that? What was that? Hey, listen. I, I that was. It was. Uh, you were in fine form, and I've heard you in church before. Never reached that level. I, I am I am a tremendously good karaoke singer, as far as I know, <laughs> and I can tell you I am horrible. But I can sing the Edmund Fitzgerald at you least in that in that low, term and end with the cadence. Good, and, I, and I totally ruin the end. But good. nevertheless, the Gophers come. Yeah, they do. And, and actually, and this Saturday, so let's just talk about that. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff you can break down. In, that uh, uh, Minnesota's good. And They're think, good. And and I, I think they well, run the ball. They pass the ball. Well. Is their defense beatable? Tanner do we have an offense that can beat them? These are questions I pose to you, young Brett Ridge. Well, let's you have let's, four minutes. Let's first, let's, is that all we got? No, I'm kidding. Oh, I was going to say. You have nine. Okay. Listen, listen, so I would say this about the Wisconsin game. Everybody else has broken this down by now. We can harp on a lot of things. I still want to know how you lose a yard when you move the ball from one end of the field to the other. Bad officiating. Fourth quarter. Right, that's, just, that's called bad officiating. What else do you want to know? Third quarter, we finished on the two-yard line. I have the answers for it. You ask questions, okay. I can have answers. Third quarter, we finished on the two-yard line. We start the fourth quarter of the ball on the three. I don't understand that. But let's. But if you flush everything else away, let's talk about Minnesota. Because this. So did you? So you watched them the other day, and I, I hadn't really seen much I watched much the of them. second half. Okay, I watched a good chunk of it. Um, the first half, I was killing myself doing yard work. To get I done. nearly died. Okay. So first of all, Tanner I'm, Morgan is I their quarterback. Died. I did not nearly die. You can ask my wife later after the show. It was bad. <laughs> I was so he de- dehydrated due to Friday night's activities. If you'd have pinched my skin, I would have looked like a Halloween skeleton. I wasn't with you this Friday night. I that know. Was this previous was previous Friday night. Which this was up, my own there. escapade. Okay. By um, the way, Irina's has tremendously bad vodka. A great vodka. Bad? Not great. Oh, you went to Irina's? Oh, boy. 
Anyway, carry on. It's fabulous food. Um, I didn't eat. <laughs> that would be the problem. So Tanner Morgan is their quarterback. They pulled him from 90% last week. It was 18 for 20. And Do you think was, he does it this week? Guess what? That's not his best game of the year. He was 21 of 22 against Purdue. Kid's accurate. And so if you watched that game, he pulled them out of third and long, I don't know, five times by threading a needle. I mean, he. this is, a, this is by far the best quarterback Iowa has faced this year and the best that, that has come into Kinnick Stadium. It's not even close, but the best they've faced this year. And I'm, I'm, I'm just... Better than Shea Patterson. Yes. Better than Brock Purdy. Yes. Although Brock Purdy, you know, is impressive from time to time. This kid's a better. This kid's better. I'm just telling you right now. Statistically Iowa, better. I think he is. Does he have better weapons? Does he have better he receivers? He has 21 touchdowns to four interceptions so far. He has very good receivers. What's our boy Nate have? Uh, I think he's something. Like 23 and 6? Nate's got 23 touchdowns? No. Something like that. Iowa hasn't scored 23 touchdowns this year. No, he's, they've only scored. No, yes, they no, have. No, they have not. Not so He's not even close to that. Nate? Is that possible? Not. Because Duncan only has 18 PATs. We haven't, gone, we haven't kicked an extra point on all the plays, on all the touchdowns. Iowa State went for two, didn't get it. Penn State went for two, didn't get it. Nate's nowhere. Wisconsin near. went for two, didn't get it. You wanted to know at the beginning of the year why I picked Iowa 8-4 and, and other people are going 10 No, you picked them 6-6. Six and six. I picked them 8-4. 6-6 and four. Six and six sitting here with me. Oh, you you changed it. Go back and listen. Listen to the tape. Yes. You Kevin Driscoll, you please know, correct us no, tomorrow. I said 8-4. You said why 8-4. I said maybe 7-5. and five. You said why. And I said because Nate Stanley is our quarterback. And I, he takes the heat. He's a great kid. He seems to be a leader. They all love him. And I, I can tell he's hurting inside. But at the end of the day... Last week he goes six first first twelve. Then he heats up and goes. Here's the problem. But here's the problem. He drops the football on on an exchange. He that that play killed. He that cost you that cost you momentum, and it cost you a touchdown. He runs a run pass option and he keeps the ball when easily should have handed it off for a thirty yard gain. This just in from my couch. I thought he should have handed that off. We all did the same thing, and on the goal line on the first chance at scoring. He crapped his pants on third down when he had he, he had pressure, but he had time to throw. And, and he, he, al- out of the and back he also of the end had zone. three guys open, and or three, two, two, two of guys. the three guys open. My my point is that yeah, he hits a few passes. You know what his there. problem is though. In in, have you ever played quarterback? They make him. Have you ever played quarterback? No, I they have. Make, they make him okay. Over, they make him overthink everything. I'm going to tell you this: when you play quarterback, there, there's one bad thing you can do, and that's start watching the defensive line that's putting pressure on you. He got sacked twice in the first quarter. Didn't get sacked again. Never the, again. Never the, again. The rest of the game. Yet, the entire game, he's still looking at the line, not down the field. And that is a very, very hard thing for a quarterback to do. NFL quarterbacks do that all the time. That's why when you watch Brady, Mahomes, and the great quarterbacks, in the Jimmy Garoppolo last night, Russell Wilson last night, you watch these guys play. There's a reason they play on Sunday. is because they get over that sack and they forget that it happened. And they know where their guys are going to be, and they continue to look for him. The pass he made to Tracy, though, great, drops a dime, and all of a sudden we got a seventy-five yard play, and you're sitting there. You know what did that remind you of? Did uh, it not Tavon remind Smith? you? Smith, exactly. Right. C.J. Beathard, Tavon drop Smith, back, drop back, sees guy open, throws. No thoughts, right? There's nothing to look at. I think he walks up to the line, and they've coached him so much right now. He isn't walks it, up the line, isn't he it interesting that thinks that. Stanley, Stanzi, 
Bethard seniors were worse than their juniors. And and is that why is well, that analysis for paralysis? What is it? Right. Well, Stanzi's actually statistically wasn't in terms of interceptions. You know the you know the beauty when, but the wins, beauty of yes, Brad Banks but wins. Yes. The beauty of Brad Banks only is, is one year, as, one and, year, and the lack of thinking. And they they had three plays for him. They only had three pass passes. The lack of yeah. thinking that, that came they made with him that. Do. Yes, they basically had a slant pattern. They had a couple deep passes. Well, they, had, they had tight end drags right. and they had other things. But but no, no, when right. when things hit the fan. With Brad Banks, he took off. We don't have that. We haven't had that since Drew Tate. Well, that's not true. CJ could do that. CJ could make plays with his feet. Ricky could kind of make plays with his feet, but when he rolled out and made plays, he could also do do great things. And and Nate is a is a fine young man and a in a decent quarterback, but he's not a guy who's going to get you to twelve wins or, or whatever. However, here's the thing. The Hawks have a chance to win the last three games, and it starts on Saturday. I believe, I, I believe it's time for us to go to our Foundry Distillery last call. I'm drinking the corn whiskey. It's been aged ten years. I got a little insight on this. It's in the Templeton Rye uh, barrels, and it is so smooth and so good. Go down to the Foundry here in Valley Junction and check this out. By the way, if you come here in the week, uh, Foundry Vodka is your uh, well vodka here, here at, here at G-Mix. G-Mix. This is I'm starting this. My Foundry distillery last call is this. Iowa has got Minnesota where they want. We have the Gophers in the trap. This total is too low. The Hawks are favored. What's the total? It's like 48. Yeah, okay. I think this game's going to go over the total, but I'm going to tell you this. I think the Hawks find a way. With tempo, because that's what happened towards... They started to play with urgency in the second half, particularly in the fourth quarter. Started playing with urgency. Brian's got to be smart enough to recognize that's what they need. Iowa wins his football game 31-28 on Saturday. Love to think that you're right. And do you uh, know that Iowa's... His, uh, 13 games in a row, they've kept a team under 30. They, I just said that. Every out. once in a while, they will make some alter, uh, alternations. They will al- they'll make some alternatives in their in their offense. I don't believe they're going to do that. They lost the game by two points the other day, which in Kirk Ferentz's mind meant that the game was successful. As How in was- God's name would you say it's successful? He lost. They had a chance to steal it at the end, and that's the way he played the game. That's the way he, he coaches. They will change Gee, nothing Christmas, this week. Are you tired of him? I'm telling you right are now. Are you tired of him? I'm tired of his offense. I'm asking you a question. I'm tired of his offense. You're tired of his offense. So what do you want him to do? I want... I want... Wait, I want stop. what you're saying stop. they're going to do. We're going to talk want, about this next I week. You. I want you to finish your Foundry Distillery yes. last call, and then I'm going to argue with you for the last 20 seconds. Okay. I don't think they change anything this week. Okay. I think they come out, and I think they play really well for the first half, and Iowa's up 14-10, to 10, and then Minnesota hits a bomb on the first series of the second half. They go uh, five plays and score in the second series of the second half, and suddenly they're down 24 to, 24 to 14, and they're scrambling, and Iowa loses this game 31-17. to 17. And there's your, 38, there's your 48, by the way. Yeah, you are such a wuss. So explain to me why you want to change I your had 20, I had 20 to three I, the other day, and I ended up being wrong. On Twitter, I said they need a passing coordinator, and immediately they Stanley went eight for nine. <laughs> what do you make of that? We can explain it to you next week if you want to tune in on the Hawkeye Huddle. 1700, we'll talk to you next week here.
Tuesday. Is it 5.30 next week? 5.30 next 5.30 next Tuesday. 